This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Solomon's going to continue. He says, For the living know that four things he's going to say, For the living know that they will die. Do you know they're going to die one day? The, the living know that they're going to die. The dead know nothing. What does he mean? You go ask a dead person how he's feeling that day, he's not going to say anything. The, live, the dead can't reason with life and death anymore. He says, the living, continue reading, and they have no more reward. You go to work, you're going to get a paycheck. The dead can't do that. In fact, I was reading a story of a guy, a real th- happening of a guy who bought two lottery tickets. And one of them was a winning ticket for $10 million. He died that day before he found out that he actually had a winning ticket. Is he going to get any time to be like, hey, let me enjoy my $10 million? No, it's gone. No more rewards for him. No more awards for him. It's just for the memory of them is forgotten. What does that mean? You see, when you're alive, people will invite you to parties. People will send you a birthday card. When you are alive, you will send people birthday gifts and you will invite people to your wedding and invite people to a housewarming party, invite people for a barbecue. The dead, they're not invited. They're forgotten. Sure, you have a picture of your grandma on your, on your, on your wall, but you're not sending happy birthday grandma anymore forgotten the dead are forgotten and it says they love and they hate and they envy have already perished and forever they are no more uh, they have no more share in all that's done under the sun okay moment of truth moment of truth you ready for this how many of you guys felt love this week love this week love this week wow good good how many of you guys felt hate this week <laughs> how many of you guys felt envy this week Envy, good. A few of you guys, very good. I felt all of these things. And, and listen to this. Solomon is saying, listen to me. Solomon is saying, hey, listen. You feel all of that because you're alive. Once you're dead, you're not going to feel any of that. You feel all of that because you're alive. So next time you get angry or envious or jealous, smile to yourself and say, thank God I'm alive. I'm going to have a blast while it lasts because I'm alive. And the Bible says, hey, getting angry is not wrong. But sitting in your anger is wrong, correct? Yes. So when you get angry, smile. Be like, man, I'm alive. Thank you, God, I'm alive. Help me to have a blast while I last here on this earth because one day I'm going to be dead and I would not be able to feel angry. Because, see, emotions are a good thing, man. And sometimes, again, as believers, we over-spiritualize things. We're like, no, don't smile. No, don't laugh. Hey, you can't dance. (laughs) Hey, what are you doing laughing at church? Uh, Emotions are a great thing because the dead, they have no more emotions. He pretty much says, listen to me, he pretty much says that when you're dead, you disappear. You're gone, you're forgotten. There's no more laughter, no more jokes, no more anger, no more envy, no more working hard and grunting when you work out and trying to lose weight. All gone. This can seem really depressing, but it should bring us hope and joy because take a deep breath you're still alive you're still alive you're not hit the grave yet Solomon is going to get very practical now in how to have a blast are you ready for this? Yes. okay okay. seatbelts on it's going to get a little rough okay especially for those of you who have come from a very religious background it's going to get very rough over here and I'm telling you that God wants us to have a blast while we last here on this earth He's numbered your days, and while you're here, man, he wants you to enjoy the blessings that he has for you. Am I making sense to you guys? Yeah. Very good. 
And I'm sorry I'm not looking at the camera very, as often as I should this week. Uh, like really far over there. And Levi keeps making faces at me whenever I look that direction. I'm joking. He doesn't. This is the last thing he says. Have a blast while it lasts because God has approved joy. I remember a time when I was a kid. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, my brother and I were talking about this, this particular day. A uh, uh, few, few of our church friends came over, and they were very close to us. They used to come to our house very often, um, and they came over. I was a kid. I forget how old I was. I was probably in like fourth grade. They came over. My dad and mom were out, and they said, hey, um, you're coming with us. We're taking you to the circus. <laughs> I was like, what, to sell us? You know, finally, my dad's given up on us. Like, right, sell them to the circus. No, like, no, 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 to watch some clowns. I was like, all right. Uh, I said, well, I need to get my dad's permission. And my dad's not at home. And no cell phones back then, no landline, no way to contact my dad. My dad and mom were gone. And for about 30 minutes, they were trying to convince my brothers and I that your dad gave us permission to take you with us to the circus. And, um, and they said, listen, you've got to come because we're running out of time. We've got to get on a bus. We've got to go. The show starts, da 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 And... I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you're like, okay, fine, I'm going to trust your word and I'm going to come with you. But I'll tell you, man, I didn't really enjoy the circus that day at all. You know why? Because I was scared that when I went back home, my dad was going to give me a good whooping for trusting people and not waiting to hear from him. I don't know if you've had things like that in your childhood where you weren't sure if your dad was pleased with you or not, and you just lived in that doubt. I want you to know that God in this life has approved joy for you. He's approved joy. He's approved laughter. He's approved for you to enjoy life. And it's going to break down in a very practical way. And I love this. Yes, God is sovereign. And yes, life is short. And the Bible says, because of that, live this life. Have a blast. Solomon says it's better to be conscious than unconscious. And I agree with him. It's good for us to know that we will all die. Because this will give us time to prepare for death and also time to prepare for eternity, but it's more than that. The living know that they will die. And yeah, this can seem like very small comfort, but the main advantage of living turns out to be the knowledge of dying. And this knowledge that you will die highlights the great blessings of being alive. You see, when you have death in perspective, that man, one day I'm going to breathe in, breathe out, and no more breathing in again. It starts to put these chapters in your life in very profound, deep perspective. At least it did for me, and by the grace of God, you will have this too. He's going to point out a few things. He says, verse 7, eat your bread with joy. <sighs> Texas Roadhouse rolls. Break it open, lather it with butter. <laughs> Eat your bread with joy. What if I'm gluten intolerant? Get gluten-free bread then. What if I'm on a low-carb diet? Get that, what's that, cloud bread or something like that? Eat it to your heart's content. When I was writing this, I could almost smell mm, fresh-baked bread. Eat your bread with joy. Acts chapter 2, verse 46. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread they, uh, in their homes, they received their food with gladness and generous hearts. Man, do you eat with gladness and a generous heart do you eat like mm, this is good i love watching my children eat sometimes because boy when they like the food 
they eat like I starved them, man. They're like, I'm like, in fact, Jeremiah, I'm like, you're not a vacuum cleaner, man. Ease off. Like, there's a, eat your food with gladness and with joy, with generous hearts. And it says, and they were praising God, having favor with who? With all people. You see what happens when you live and you're having a blast while you last? You have a smile on your face. And you live in favor with people. You're not grumbling like the people of Israel did. With what they get, they're like, mm, God, thank you. Break it. Mm, eat it. Smell it. So good. And the Lord added to the number day by day those who were being saved. Okay. And then he says, verse 7, Eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart. Okay. He doesn't say... <laughs> those of you at home, we just got like a... A woohoo over here. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, you see, he doesn't say, drink your wine to be merry. He says, drink your wine with a merry heart. Don't drink your wine to get drunk, but enjoy your wine with a glad heart. This, I, I understand, is a tough topic for many people because you come from family where alcohol was abused. But you need to know that this is not a command for every believer you know, that they should drink wine. In fact, this, was, this happened quite a bit in India, um, you know, where people don't eat beef because they worship the cow. And when missionaries came and they said, hey, you're a believer now, you're a Christian now, you have to learn to eat beef. Is that a command? That you have to, no, it's not. Similarly, this is not a command. You see, this is not, you know, God saying you have to drink wine and enjoy it. He's saying, hey, listen, man, the blessings I've given you, ah, thank you, Lord so great eat your bread drink your wine okay the point is to enjoy the life that God has given you why because one day you will not be able to stick your nose in that wine glass and take that it's gonna be gone so the bottle you've been saving for that special occasion go home and crack it open and praise God for it be like thank you God for blessing me with good food good wine don't get drunk over it God doesn't want us to be drunk God wants us to be sane in our mind, but He wants us to enjoy the blessing that God has for you. Smell the fresh bread. Take a good sip of the fruit of the vine and praise your Creator for His blessings. Verse 7 once again. Eat your bread with joy. Drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already approved what you do. I'm going to come back to that. Verse 8. Let your garments always be white. Hey, I prepared for it. Let your garments always be white. What does he mean by that? Always wear white. You see, don't let the gloom of this world rob you of your rejoicing. White was the color of weddings and celebration. You know, believers, those of you watching at home, when we come back, I know some of you guys, you need to learn to dress again because two months you haven't gone out and you look like a barren hibernation. Let your outlook, okay, let your appearance match the promises of God that you hold on to dearly on the inside. I think we as believers need a sort of standard for how we act, how we behave, not act, how we behave and how we look and the way we carry ourselves. Solomon says, hey, listen, man, listen, listen. Wear robes of rejoicing. Wear clothes of celebration. In other words, he's saying, hey, put on your dancing shoes. Come on, put a smile on your face. Look good, man. You know, sometimes we, you know, we, I'm not, nothing wrong with shopping at the thrift store, okay? But don't look like you belong at a thrift store. Okay, that's what he's saying. He's like, come on, man. Like, come on. Look, 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 look good now. Look good. Right? I shop at thrift stores a lot. 
And this is, again, this, this is not saying, hey, listen, go spend all your cash and focus so much on how you look. That's not what the Bible says. In fact, Jesus says the Gentiles worry about what they will eat, what they will wear, and what they will, what they will drink. But you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So if God is adding it to you, don't be all self-righteous now and be like, oh, no, I think I'm going to look too good and people will think that I'm, you know, don't care about what people think, man. You look good for God. Smell, I'm getting, getting ahead of myself. Um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 29, Jesus says, I tell you, when Solomon in all his glory, who's writing about white clothes, was not arrayed like one of these. He's talking about the lilies. They, they were white. And Jesus is like, listen, man, I will clothe you. Now, now, I get it that we need to be clothed with the righteousness of God, but it's also good to eat Altoids at times, right? Yeah, so you don't kill people with your breath. Right? Similarly, it's good for you to take care of your body, take care of your appearance, because one day, you're going to be dead, and somebody else is going to dress you. And, and, and things, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I think these things are important because, man, when Jesus saved you, He didn't just save you to look like everybody else. Listen, you're uniquely created by God. And we take joy in the life that God's blessed us with while we're here on this earth. And when people look at you, you've got to set a standard for, people should be like, man, that guy walks in confidence. Man, that guy really likes taking care of himself. Have you, have you ever, you know, gone to meet someone with coffee and you're like, you know what, I better change my shirt. I better put some deodorant on because whenever I hang out with this person, this person like just, you know, looks like they take care of himself and I don't want to look like I just got out of bed. You ever met with people like that? As believers, we should be that way. We should set a standard for the goodness and grace of God. I tell my kids often when we leave home, I said, don't look homeless, man, because you know what? We're a family that lives by faith. And when people see me, I want them to see and say, man, God's really been good to that guy. Because we're billboards for the grace of God. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like when you drive on the road, you see billboards, and the models that are on those billboards, they didn't just get out of bed. And when we say we're blood-bought by Jesus, that Jesus loves me so much that He died for me, that Jesus takes care of me, He provides for me, I want to look that way. I want to look like I work for my King of kings and Lord of lords. Right? I, I can easily come over here and just be like, well, God looks at my heart, not at my outward appearance, which is true. But in the short life that we live, take pride in the life that God's given you. Take joy in the life that God's given you. Take good care of your health. And then he says, eat your bread with joy, drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white, that's rejoicing, look good, and let not oil be lacking on your head. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014, Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. 